What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Slab Stock Sunday episode. This is the All-Star Game edition. Tonight is the NBA All-Star Game. It's a halftime right now with a score of like 104 to 89. I think record pace right now for scoring. Uh, it's literally just three-point shots and uh, layups if you're Nikola Jokic because he can't dunk. Um, but uh, it's been actually pretty fun to watch because I'm a, as a Bucks fan, uh, Dame is 6 for 11 for 3 and leading the entire game right now and scoring at 22. But Tyrese Halliburton hit five straight threes to start the game and really hasn't played a whole lot since then. So I actually think that Tyrese uh, might win MVP if he plays a lot the second half because he's literally on fire. Like Dame is 6 for 11. Tyrese is like 6 for 7, I think. Um, but, man, what if it's been a fun game for myself to watch. I know that not everyone is, uh, is, is fans of this game. Maybe Julian, one of them, maybe a hater out there on the All-Star game. I know you haven't watched anything yet. Yeah, I haven't. I watched a ton. I haven't watched a ton of like the main game in a while, just because there's literally no defense. It's like, yeah, I mean, me, it's it's me. fun to see like how talented these players are, but like at the same time, it's like I'm a pretty competitive guy and I like watching competitive stuff. Now I'll I'll watch like the dunk contests and three point contests and that type of stuff, but. Yeah, it's not my favorite. I'll, uh, let's just say that. Yeah, and I, I've always been a bigger proponent of Saturday Night for the All-Star Game. Like, actually, I have every single type of All-Star thing that there is. You know, Home Run Derby is really fun to watch in the baseball um, All-Star weekend. But really, Saturday Night NBA All-Star Game has always been my favorite All-Star uh, events that happened. Um, last night's skills thing was terrible to watch. I thought the events were stupid. Um, and sorry if I offend anyone out there, if anyone really liked them. But uh, the the dunk contest was was uh the show stolen by bad judging is what I'd say. I couldn't believe it. I didn't think it could get any worse than D Wade robbing it that one year. Aaron he, Gordon got robbed. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, uh, who Derek Jones jr. Was it? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. Derek Jones. Where, jr. where, was where he, the, the heat player magically got like one point more because he gave him a 50 on one. that. <laughs> but yeah, last night really put it in perspective. I, that Mac McClung dunk was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And they gave him like a 46 to, to have them of hang time to Pat, like drop the ball in midair, grab it again, and then still dunk it is insane. Like a lot of people hit the rim on that. It, like a lot of NBA players probably hit the rim on that. Trying to attempt that Mac is definitely one of the best dunk hunt dunk contest participants I've ever seen next to Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon in my lifetime of watching. I still think the best dunk I've ever seen it uh, myself. Um, was Aaron Gordon where he jumped over the the mascot and was basically sitting in midair. Um, he ended up losing that dunk competition too, so he's been robbed pr probably twice because he was robbed of the Derrick Jones Jr. dunk when he came back to do it again. But uh, either way, was, I mean – That it, was the one where he was spinning on the hoverboard, right? So the one where he's spinning on the hover, hoverboard, he grabbed the ball in midair 360, which was also oh, nasty. I know what you're talking about. He, no, the no, one no. where he went under his leg and jumped yes, that was yes. Easily one of the greatest dunks I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, that that was probably the best dunk I've ever seen done in the competition. But but the one the timing of the hoverboard one cannot be underestimated. The time it where he's rotating, he grabs at the specific time, unreal. And yeah, I know Vince Carter had an amazing competition. I'm sure DJ Quicksilva and uh, that uh, that generation of viewers, you know, kind of like if if you're my age when when I was watching Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Uh, would be your greatest dunker ever. And I just didn't watch a dunk contest live. So I've seen all the highlights and Vince is amazing. But, you know, for myself to watch something live like that, the Levine and Jordan yeah. era was insane. Um, but but for like for the hype, man, I cannot believe Mac McClung. Like he literally just cleared Shaq. And I understand Shaq was like kind of like leg spread. But at the same time, it's like, dude, the guy's still seven feet tall with, you know, shimmying a little bit, uh, you know, so like it's crazy, man. What, it, what a he didn't push off either. It was a no, clean he did. Jump. He did. And then. 
I still think that Jacob Top or uh, yeah, Jacob Toppin got absolutely robbed to Jalen Brown, man. That Jalen Jalen Brown's dunks were embarrassing last night, dude. Are we talking <laughs> the, about putting on a glove that doesn't give him a fifty? No, or the one where he tried to like cover his eyes after he already landed. He was trying to redo the D Gordon, and D Gordon did that mid air, you know, and dunked he, he it, forgot but. there's instant replay. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. But uh, for tonight, obviously, we've got the PWCC weekly auction number one oh nine happening. This auction is pretty brazy, as Julian likes to say. There's some insane stuff ending tonight, um, as always. And there's also some great budget cards as well ending tonight. But throughout tonight's episode, we're going to highlight some of our favorite rare cards in the auction. And to me, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a one-of-one. A couple of mine that I'm going to highlight are one-of-ones, but it also means other things out there that could be rare just by virtue of what the card is. So I'm really excited about tonight. I hope that you are, you all are as well. Please let us know throughout the episode if you have any questions, if there's anything you're selling tonight, you might want us to take a peek at or highlight for you. Uh, happy to do that for our Slab Sack Sundays fam that's out here tonight, including Real Music, AK, SCP7, good to see you, D-Town Relics, and DJ Quicksilver. Um, anyone else that's here, please feel free to throw some uh, messages in the chat, and uh, we'll go back and forth with you all throughout the night. So, you know, without further ado, we might just end up hopping into it here, but Julian and I, what we did is we both picked out Five cards, and I've got one backup option in case Julian takes one of the ones I have highlighted as well. What's up, Hector? Um, we got five cards that you know we we kind of found in this auction that we love from a rarity standpoint. Um, and I think you know nowadays in collecting, especially when you see 2023 Prism NBA that releases on Wednesday of this week, have a 63 card rainbow. Once again, that's an increase of 21% to the rainbow from last year. Um, you know, when you see that start to happen it's kind of like man we got you know everyone kind of has to start to hone in on what really matters in, in the market what really matters to collectors and that's not only from a short-term perspective but a long-term perspective and vice versa too so uh, I'm, I'm very excited about this episode because i think that uh you know always for me and probably julian as well is kind of like you know let's try to target rare stuff and and it's and i think it's fun that way and oh my gosh dame lillard is insane he just started the half with two more threes from like 35 feet out but yeah mvp's on lock firm right now uh, and yeah, Mo Chen says CJ Kaboom selling way more than Purdy true gold is crazy. So if you look at this right here, this is CJ Stroud's gold Kaboom. This is the first one that we've seen at least surface on public auction or public sale. Um, there hasn't been one that so has sold yet. This is at like $20,000 about nearly $20,000 right now at buyer's premium, which is just absolutely insane. Um, and, uh, that is pointed out that this is currently I don't know if the, the the I don't know how much a pretty uh gold prism is, but uh this is the gold prism auto, which is not as good as the non-auto, but that's you know at what eight thousand, seven thousand five hundred dollars or something like that. Julian, any thoughts on this CJ Stroud raw kaboom at nearly 20 grand? What are your thoughts here? I mean, it's a it's a crazy card. If you're uh get the slab socks newsletter, you might see a little piece <laughs> written on this uh uh, in the future but uh in the future as in tomorrow but um <laughs> or it, or yeah. in the or in the past as if you read it oh, on saturday and i wrote about it true, true. past and future <laughs> like, um but he's he's a great player uh one of the few ohio state quarterbacks that have come into the league where i was like very impressed with and knew he had a ton of talent but um it's an interesting scenario because we brought it up we brought it up multiple times where he doesn't have a ton of uh like autos because he signed with Panini, is it? Well, he signed with Fanags. No, no, sorry, he signed with Fanags, but he has yeah. that Panini instant card. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only Panini auto he's got. Yeah, 
the only Panini auto. So like that was the highest sale um, at 15K. So this is going to smash the, the all-time high for sure. So it's uh, looking good for his market. Good time to sell this. And like Aaron said, the first one to pop up. So we'll see if any other pop up publicly and see how they compare to this sale. But yeah, I just going to say, yeah, in the end, it's like sometimes with stuff like this, like, you know, someday Stroud wins a Super Bowl, yada, yada, if that happens. And we might see this hit 30K or 40K, whatever it might be. But a lot of times with this type of stuff, even if it's quote unquote rare with only 10 copies, it's better to capitalize on the immediate hype than find out someday that the hype is gone. If that does ever happen for for Stroud, which I actually think that, you know, CJ Stroud is for sure the real deal. I mean, a rookie season to do that type of stuff is insane. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it'll be very crazy to see what this actually does touch tonight. Um, I don't have any immediate stats on comparable gold kaboom rookies, but Julian, if you can just like look up for me really quick, like a Joe Burrow gold kaboom, like what was like the, the rookie rookie from 2020, you know, like kind of like what was that selling for around his peak type of thing? Because I think it'd be interesting to compare because I do think, as you mentioned, the no autograph thing definitely plays into like any marquee non auto of a player like Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis, whatever you want to say, when Benyama as well is going to be like you know extremely sought after more so than what it would be normally and that's kind of obvious but it's the point remains so um highest sale was a um, psa 9 on december 17 2022 sold for 47k um oh my God. next uh, highest, uh, august 30th 2023 psa 9 did 26 uh, how about the most how about the most recent yeah, then most recent is PSA nine did uh, twenty five December second twenty okay. three, so so that's still pretty recent. Like even with him being injured, I think that's old after he got injured. So in the end, it's like this probably will touch twenty five k tonight. Like if Burrow's doing twenty five k, I don't see any reason why this wouldn't. I understand that Burrow's been in the Super Bowl, but remember he's had a couple pretty bad injuries now too. And Stroud is younger, and Stroud also doesn't have all the other supply that that Burrow has in the market. Like Stroud won't have NTRPAs, and Burrow's got a lot of other high end options. So. An interesting one to keep track of tonight. And uh, thanks for pointing out, Mo Chen. And AK pointed out that there's a lot of good hockey in this auction. I did give a quick brief ad over here on my uh, on my laptop. And there is some really big Wayne Gretzky cards, like multiple big Gretzky rookies, including a uh, BBG9 that's like 20 grand. There's a cr essential credentials of Gretzky, number out of nine, uh, in-person autograph rookie auto of him, including other vintage and also Austin Matthews uh Signed young guns as well. Just a bunch. There's a lot of really cool hockey. Tell me if there are any hockey fans out there. But why don't we just get this going right away? I'm going to give Julian first ups here to try to point out the rare card that he sees in this auction first. It's kind of like a draft. It's kind of not. We're not really treating this as a draft. But if he does pick a card, I can't choose it for the rest of mine if I did happen to have it. So you go ahead first. Do you think you can top your last draft you did? I mean, given that. Given that this is kind of open ended, like sure, but I'm not trying to build like my, the 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 best possible like rare one here. I'm just trying to point out ones that I think are really interesting too. So or cool to me. So we'll see. Go ahead though. But yeah, my last yeah. one wasn't too hot. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. So you're not gonna <laughs> pick a uh, dual shield of uh, George Kittle and Brock Purdy. No, 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 no. no. Um, first pick. Well, I had an inside scoop, so I gotta uh -oh. choose this card. There is. A Chris Evans 2021 Marvel uh black diamond auto out of 25, which is such a sick card. And Aaron actually showed me this one first, so I gotta give him props. But huge Marvel fan. The fact that it has the in inscription 
uh, Avengers Assemble, which is like the go-to Captain America phrase when he's uh, with the Avengers. Um, yeah, absolutely sick card. I mean, there haven't been a ton that sold. I don't, Aaron, I think you said there hasn't been a single one of this exact card that sold. Correct. So what I was seeing was there was a, oh my goodness, Dame from half court. Dude, what the heck? <laughs> okay. Sorry to interrupt, but Dame literally has smacked the three from half court just for fun with like 20 seconds left on the shot clock. So yeah, there hasn't been a single sale of this specific card. This is an on-card autograph. Most of the ones that do sell of this or from black diamond are uh sticker autos and the sticker autos do like a thousand dollars without the inscription. I think this is probably like a $3,000 card. It like, Let's just say like to the specific right person. And that doesn't always happen on auction. We know that the highest sales oftentimes um, is are honestly a lot of time private sales to, to, to people who just are super looking for that thing and need to get it. But we, we still might see this touch three, three K tonight. I haven't seen it sell. Yeah. Super, super sweet looking card. And um big Marvel fan, like I said, so I can't pass this up and I might've known that it was on Aaron's list. So I had to snag it, snag it early, but if I had the money like big money Aaron, I could like to say I would be spending it on this, but you know. Yeah, and, and 3K might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but I definitely this uh, think that this rare, is a, I think I think it's a two thousand dollar card at least, and I do think it can get to and will get to two thousand dollars. So I mean extended bidding, we're in the first three minutes of the first window. Um, and by the end of this extended bidding, we've seen cards jump five times before an extended bidding sometimes. So it's one that has the potential to do that given the lack of sales history and availability. Um, at any time, I think you can kind of tie in more fandom into a card like this inscription, the Avengers Assemble. It's it's super awesome. Now, Julian is the bigger Marvel fan than I am. I do like Marvel. I love Into the Spider-Verse specifically and, and, and the Tom Holland Spider-Verse or Spider-Man series. But uh, you know, I'll let Julian take it as he is the bigger Avengers and, and Marvel fan uh, than myself. So good get there. And uh I uh, now I need to bring in my backup, which is going to be my last pick because I definitely know you didn't put it in there, so I'm not worried about you selecting my backup. Um, I'm going to start out with this one, and I got to go with my guy Bijan Robinson from Texas. Um, this is a one of one, and normally I'm not crazy about kind of the Panini one of one, just random one of ones, but these have been around for a while, even since 2018 Prism White Sparkle Basketball, where the autographs have been one of ones. This is one of his. Uh, you know, best prism cards here is it is the only white sparkle autograph that exists. There are the non-numbered white sparkles, which I'm not crazy about because we never really know the print runs. Is it 20? Is it 40? Is it somewhere in between? I don't know. But these I do happen to like, and I love Bijan. And and before, kind of around like maybe, no, it's probably actually like week one or two, Julian's like, man, Jamal Gibbs better than Bijan Robinson. I was kind of calling him a, a, a loony, you know, put him in the loony bin for that, which in the end, I will say it's much closer than I, I guess I'd say I thought. I'm still taking Bijan over Jamar Gibbs personally because I think that Bijan is in a way worse team last year with no quarterback, with a terrible coach that got fired, without a decent backup like, or, or you know, two-headed monster like David Montgomery. So Gibbs is always fresh and stuff. And honestly, Bijan Robinson wasn't given the ball enough last year. So I think that the talent of Bijan puts him over Gibbs, in my opinion. I at least concede that Gibbs had the better season as a rookie, but I'm still taking Bijan over Gibbs on my team for the next five years as a running back. And I really hope that guy that they hired knows how to use him because he is one of the most talented running backs we've seen coming in the NFL. He is super, super unreal, but so is Gibbs. I love Gibbs too. Both of them were my fantasy team last year. I'm not trying to disparage Gibbs. But Julian, you can say your piece if you need to on on the the Bijan Gibbs debate. No, I'd just say I like in the cray. You know, I was I was kind of laughed <laughs> out of the room when I said Gibbs. I thought Gibbs was going to have a better season. Now it's completely 
subjective <laughs> as to like which player is more skilled because like Aaron said, Falcons weren't like the most put together team this year with the goat Arthur Smith. Um, <laughs> and then you have Desmond Ritter as well as their quarterback and then Heineke, like what, you know, like that's not even close to how good the lions were as a team. Yeah. I think you, you put Robinson on the lions. He does just as much as Gibbs, if not more than Gibbs, but debatable, but like uh <laughs> better NFL career than Jameer Gibbs. So we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll no, see. Aaron, who... You can buy this card. You have my blessing. Well, okay, well, not at four thousand plus dollars. So I should caveat this while I do really sure. enjoy this card, man. I can go find a lot of other nice Bijan Robinson cards for not four thousand dollars. So this is a sweet card, in my opinion. Is it one that I buy for that? No, um, just because I I know you know with Gibbs or not with Gibbs, he Gibbs as well. Both of the Gibbs and Robinson are actually two of the top signers in Panini products this year. I know they'll have a lot of other cards coming out there signed. This is not an on-card autograph, which does make me shy away a little bit, like at the four thousand dollar mark. But loving the tuxedo slab, I think it looks beautiful. And uh, congrats, whoever gets this. It's an awesome card, in my opinion. So, and I, I agree, D Town Relics, like 4K for a sticker auto, white sparkle pack auto is 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 insane. But it's it's awesome. Um, all right. So next up, Julian, take your pick. I'm going with Shea, 2018 immaculate RPA at a 10. That's a sick card. That's Absolutely sick card. Sick card. Uh, my oh my, dude! I used to stare these things down at like six hundred bucks. I'm serious. I loved Shay, and I still do. For a long time, I would talk about his cards. I look at his cards. I don't have any of his cards anymore. And uh, oh my gosh, six grand for this thing? That's nasty, though. Yeah, and I can't confirm. I think you showed me a post from way back when you were talking about Shay. So <laughs> way I'll back. give you props there, but. I mean, I love the, the design of this card. I love the patch. I mean, I love everything about it. And Shea's just an absolutely explosive player. Um, Thunder's looking real good this season. So I'm happy for him because he's gone through a little bit with, on that team when they weren't so great. But, I mean, I, you can't not choose a card like this. He's just so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I love this card. It's uh, it's beautiful. I actually think that the Clippers nameplate patches are really awesome when they got I just I'm a big fan of the color blue. Sounds stupid, but I like that I got the blue line in there. Uh, it makes the it makes the card look better. And wow, Hector sets a 10k card easily wild. I mean, that really does go to show how good Shea is, though. I mean, the guy is actually an MVP candidate. He's scoring over 30 a game for two straight years. He's proving it was not a fluke last year. And what's even crazier is that this Thunder team might be on the biggest come up of any team over the next five seasons, too, at the same time. So um well, it seems like that this is an insane number because you actually used to be able to buy. I mean, literally, his probably some of his best cards for six thousand um, dollars. It it might not be that crazy when you think about his cards. You know, compared to some of the game's best, like you know, if this is Luca, you're what thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. I'm not saying that he's as good as Luca, but you know, probably better than ten percent of the price, for sure. Nice one, good pick. Thank you, thank you. All right, next one for me. Um, Minor, so like once again, I want to preface this with that I am not trying to build the best possible, most expensive collection out of these things. I'm trying to point out some of the craziest rare cards in this auction. And I'm or, not your saying Julian, or your favorites, or your favorites, favorites. And I'm not saying that Julian did it wrong by any means, because one of mine is going to be a very cheap card. Um, but I just think it's a really cool card for a couple reasons. Uh, the f- next one I want to go to, I know that Julian didn't pick this, but I gotta say. Has anyone ever seen a super fractor from Tops numbered out of anything other than one of one or ten? Because I found this super fractor. I don't even know who Carlito is. Okay, I don't really follow WWE in the slightest. This super fractor is numbered out of twenty-five. If you want to talk about rare, how about a super fractor numbered out of twenty-five? This might be the only set ever made that has a super fractor that's not 
numbered one of one or out of 10 because they used to do, and I'll pull it up really quick, in 2008 Topps Chrome, which I think is ridiculous, the super fractors for those were numbered out of 10. Uh, I, I know very clearly with Jordy Nelson, uh, I used to eye them up at sometimes. Um, here you go. This is an autographed super fractor. It's got a gold border and it's numbered out of 10. It's a nasty card. It actually sold for 2750 in in uh in August of 2022, but I just think it's so wild. I, I, this, this, this is from 2006 tops Chrome WWE heritage. This is not a new card. Julie, have you ever seen a super factor out 25? I gotta say that feels illegal. Just, just feels <laughs> looking at it. And is he, is he choking out John Cena in that? I actually think he is, which might That's make this hilarious. card even better. It might make this card even better. It's gotta be John Cena. I think it is. That's awesome. Um, but Aaron, you gotta get hair like that. No, I think that you're the one with the can that can that's get hair true. like that. I would take a little bit, but yeah, that that's a look. But out of 25 super fractor, that's hilarious that you found that. Yeah, so that that was kind of my 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 fun thing there was that you just never see that. <laughs> you really you, never you see it. Up. Rare of the rare, but what yeah, he does he does have some sweet hair. He, he is uh doing a little half Nelson or whatever you want to call it on on John Cena. I don't even know if that's a term, but uh, um, pretty funny. Um, Hector says was able to drop off 20 cards of PWCC at Burbank. So easy to do nice guys. And yeah, definitely great people at PWCC. And, uh, if anyone had any Burbank experiences that they want to throw in the chat, please feel free. Uh, we did not make it out this, uh, this show, but we were at the last one, but let us know it was a good show. Um, I think that it went through today. Um, but I know it's been going since about Thursday or so. So let me know if, uh, there's any experiences you want to throw in the chat that you, uh, you, what you liked about it, maybe what you did, if you didn't like saying or whatever it might be, you know. I just feel free free to drop some comments. Julie, any updates here? On what? I thought you were gonna let us know some information on Carlito. Oh, I mean, I looked him up. I didn't see anything like too special. But... Okay. <laughs> so, All right, yeah. go go ahead. What do you got right. next? Okay, next up. Uh, what to pick? What to pick? <laughs> I will go with my boy Christian McCaffrey, Gold Kaboom. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely sick card. I need to get me a kaboom of a McCaffrey and a Niners jersey, but the gold just hit different. We were just talking about that's not that expensive. Yeah, we were talking about CJ Stroud and best running back in the game. Absolutely terrific season, offensive player of the year. Um, I mean, the card is just super sick and super rare. I didn't even look about any sales, but I could probably look right now. Um, that is nasty, man. But yeah, absolutely. I love that card. You guys, sales you want to share? Are you still looking? Uh, or, is, or is there none? Um, but yeah, I, I do like. I, I'm not crazy on like a lot of the newer made Panini inserts, but they have kept Kaboom since 2013. Innovation Basketball was the first appearance for that. And on top of that, they they really haven't like watered down the parallels. I know that they have the gold out of ten that they're putting into most sets now for most sports, but they've had those in the past with the Panini Rewards packs. And then the green one of one, but we're not seeing like an orange uh, 25 and stuff, random stuff like that. Um, they have, there's a, a horizontal from the same set that went for three K February. So now that I will say that I'm not a crazy fan of, I did see they had CJ Stroud horizontal as well. I'm not a huge supporter of putting in a, another extra, you know, uh, variation of the kaboom for each player. I wish that there's just one for each set, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Ed is uh, McCaffrey's dad, and I think that his family. I think that his brother plays. 
Uh, well, wait, his brother was quarterback for Michigan, Michigan for a little bit. And then he went to like Northern Colorado and his career kind of spiraled down. And then his other brother, Max, was a wide receiver for a little bit. looks like with the Packers. And <laughs> then he has, a, he, has a, he has a younger brother who's in high school getting recruited. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, there's a bunch of football players in that family. That, the genetics go crazy. It looks like that he plays at Rice. Wide receiver, oh. the quarterback mentality. Or he's... Yeah. Oh, he was at Nebraska, and now he transferred to Rice, I think, or he, something like that. I think that's the youngest brother. But, yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, soon there will not be any more licensed Kabooms. I will say it. You know, I do think that Kabooms of certain players that don't have a lot out there will actually stand the test of time quite well if you're talking about which Panini cards actually will uh, kind of make it. Why did I type in Christian ones? Um, will make it uh, past them losing their licenses. I mean, even just experienced by like this right here. This is literally Carson Wentz. Okay, Carson Wentz did like one thing in his career and then got hurt and then never did anything again. And it's like a three hundred plus dollar card. Um, not many Andrew Luck cards even sell for this much. Andrew Luck marquee rookie cards sell for this much, and I think Andrew Luck did way more in his career than Carson Wentz did. Um, so like this is kind of crazy to me, but I think it does kind of go to show that collectors will value these things as almost like 2012 prism golds where you can find the most random of players selling for a lot of money because there's set builders out there for that type of stuff. And then the gold kabooms could last through, you know, the losing the licenses and still be um, sought after in the end. Definitely. All, All right. right so I'm up next. Up next. I'm, uh, you got to go with the leading vocator himself in the all-star game. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, hometown hero here and it's not one of his rookie autographs it's not even a sweet gold optic it's his one of one platinum noir psa 10 now i am not crazy about caring about the grade for one of ones and julian knows that and other people know that i am very much so that the grade doesn't really matter a whole lot unless it gets like a two then i'm like i don't really want my card folded in half and pay a ton of money for it so but the point here is that this is from noir which is a traditionally very hard to grade set and I did some research on the population of this set that got graded by PSA. And this one of one as a PSA 10, it's the only one of one PSA 10 of the entire set from 2019 OR specifically. Um, it's the only one of one that got a 10. All the others got eights, nines, sevens, whatever. And there's only 54 tens out of the entire 2019 OR set that have been graded of 720 total cards. That's a 8% gem rate on this set it's very 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 difficult to get tens from any company on noir cards um the chipping and everything like that it's that's just kind of what it lends to because it's a black border set and packed out these cards rattle around they rattle around manufacturing they get damaged this and that i really actually think that in this scenario it should matter because it should matter for any card in the set that can pull a 10 out of this set um and i think it does increase the value normally i'm not much of a the grade increases value on one of ones um, because how would we, I mean, unless you can specifically see a raw sale and then a grade sale, I guess you could, but I think for this, it matters a lot. And obviously Giannis is my favorite NBA player. Um, and I love the card too. One I like to own when I drop over $500 on it, I won't, but it is a sweet card. I got to say that card is super sweet looking, but I kind of wish they didn't have the white at the bottom. I agree. Like, it, it does take much better with just like all black. Yeah. It takes away from a little bit, and I wish that there was also one of them videos for this card because I think that the logo would shine a lot more on the flat scan. It just kind of all just looks like bluish blue platinum, but uh, 
it it is a very awesome looking card and uh Noir is my favorite basketball set. And it's actually my favorite Panini set ever made. I, I love this set. And uh, I, I I am waiting for the day that will probably be in two years, considering how long it takes for some sets to get made. But for a Damian Lillard sneaker spotlight or spotlight uh, signatures Bucks card to get produced, because I need a day in my PC. I don't think I'm willing to drop like $1,000 on a, a Damian Lillard card in a Trailblazers jersey, because there's a one I actually really like in this auction. But I'm less like, man, is it really that? Special to me if it's not a Bucks jersey, and I'd say no. Really cool eminence patch auto in here from 2019, but I wouldn't want to spend like $800 on that. You can just crop out a jersey and put it on the the case. So then like when you look at it, it's Bucks. Exactly. That's pretty funny. Um, What's up, Cody? Good to see you. Good to see you over here on our Slap Sex Sundays episode. All right, man. What's up next for you? Am I up next? What did you just? I just did the honest. honest. Okay. That was my third one. Um. Mm, we'll go with there's a the Kobe Bryant Eminence 2017 Ooh. absolutely sick card um, love me some Kobe cards but just the color combination on this card is so sick I love how oh. they they like changed the color even of him but then like the, the his jersey part of it is like just pops um yeah, super clean, super simple, but yeah, I, I absolutely love the way this card looks, and it's obviously a very, very rare card. I think it's awesome given that it highlights the 2008 gold medal he won. Um, I'm assuming, obviously, with like the U.S. Uh, Olympic team. Um, this, I think that this was the Redeem team, too, um, which makes it a little bit more special, and then you got the gold highlighted Lakers in 24. Yeah. It gold is pretty too. Yeah, and they actually released the set, Julian, as an eminence-specific Kobe set, where I'm pretty sure every single card pulled out of the set was Kobe. Um, yeah. Um, which makes it, you know, kind of a one-of-a-kind. Not not this exact card, but just the set itself, which I think it puts it as kind of like an iconic set of all time. I, I like it a lot. Um, sweet card. Good choice. Thank you, Dave. All right, my last two here. I'm, I'm not going to do them back-to-back, but I'm going to go with this one. Um, this one I... Saw so really buried deep down at the bottom of the auction. I actually think you this did is an, your research. I did. I think it's an absolute steal. Um, I'm not gonna be one to go after it's just because John Wooden doesn't mean a whole lot to me personally as a basketball fan because I'm young, but I think that there's a lot of people out there that would really um well in Julian's book, I guess I'm really old, but so I guess it's the eye of the beholder. Um, but uh I think a lot of people would value this card highly. Um, this is a red ink autograph here from 2006 Press Pass um, on-card autograph of John Wooden, uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time for any sport. Uh, how many national championships did he win? Something like 10, uh, which is just insane to think about. You know, Yeah, 10. Okay, 10 exactly. 10 in a 12-year period, seven in a row. That is just insane. I mean – no other team has won more than four in a row in uh, women's or men's college history. He won seven in a row and 10 overall. That's one of the greatest championship winning coaches of all time ever. Just up there with Sir Alex Ferguson. And this card, I looked it up. The red ink version of this publicly has sold once back in like 2008 for like $54. That's back in 2008. I would say if anyone has the dollars and values john wooden personally this is a no-brainer at anything 200 dollars or under even 250 dollars and under i think this card is so insanely cool um to have a signature like uh of a of an all-time 
great like that. And that's not just in basketball. Um, just an absolutely amazing card. And, and unfortunately, he did pass away in 2010 at 99 years old. But what a great life, long life that is. And and I don't know, man. I, I really think that this card is, is special. And I'm shocked it's at $86. But that's just me. And this actually might be my favorite card on the list too, by the way. I just I just think that there's like something so cool about some of these like legends like this that don't sign a whole lot, haven't signed a whole lot, and can't sign anymore. <laughs> I think it's gonna go for around two hundred dollars or more. I think it should go for around two hundred dollars or more too. We'll see if it does, but it's an awesome card. Okay. Julian's feeling like he's outmatched right now. I I see. Well, you you went real deep with these. I feel like I should have uh <laughs> Found some some uh, cards in the fifty dollar range. Uh, no, you're all good. You're all good, man. Let's see. Okay, I think I have to say this one because of its connection to Aaron Mason Mount, 2019 Red Sapphire, Manchester United Red. You know, I was extremely close to putting this on my list. I was very close to putting this on my list. Go ahead. I mean. Aaron in particular knows how rare this is because he had, if nobody knows, he I, still is. A, I'd say he's still a big Mason Mount fan. We'll get him Manchester United jersey. Well, the problem um, is that he hasn't played all, so I can't even watch him play. Really, I mean, he's played like yeah, five games. Yeah, and he when he was on Chelsea, Aaron was a huge fan. Probably not. Probably he was his favorite player, and he was collecting the rainbow. And this was the one card he didn't have because yeah. it never popped up. And Now, I, I did get to it, but the person that had it would not sell it to me for an offer I put out there that was much higher ludicrous. than this. What? Ludicrous. Yeah, 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 way higher than this. Yeah, and so um, that just goes to show how rare it is. I love the red. Um, Manchester United red, like I said. I'm excited for him to come back, but, yeah, his cards obviously have tanked quite a lot just because uh, – he hasn't played in a really long time, and he he left Chelsea. So hopefully he can turn it around. And I think most people are rooting for him because he's a, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, but yeah, super sweet card. But I'm not going to yeah. be showing out this much money. Maybe Aaron will. No, I won't either. I mean, very 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 rare card, and I can attest to that. It never popped up on auction when I was looking, and there was one listed for 10k or best offer a long time ago, and then I. I think it might have been the one I was trying to get, which also might not be this one because it was a PSA 10. Um, but but at this moment, I mean, yeah, he's not in Chelsea. And I still I still root for Mount when he plays. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen him play much at all. I mean, you haven't either. So we'll see if the you know high price paid for him pans out for United or if it is a great Chelsea sale. Either way, I don't think it was ever going to work out with all the changes in leadership and, and everything at Chelsea. It just kind of seemed like it was time for this team to completely retool other than Reese James and Tiago Silva, which I think both could be out the door in the next year now. So really just a complete facelift at Chelsea. So it is what it is. I had some amazing times watching him. Also had some amazing, not great times watching him when he missed uh, a wide open at it. Well, a one-on-one, I should say, against Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final, that penalty in the FA Cup final. So, you know, that's love-hate relationship. But at the same time, it was a great time the couple of years I, I really spent following him and watching him at Chelsea. But Great card, Julian, and it was one that I considered putting in my list just because I knew how rare this was first-hand experience. But, all right, um, so was that your last one? Yeah. Hey, before we move on, let's bring this up quick. Tambo says, take Tuchel back, please. And for anyone that hasn't seen, uh, Bayern Munich has lost three straight Bundesliga matches, which I don't know the last time that's happened. If it has happened in the last, I don't know, 10 years, has it happened in that time? 
I know. You, I, know I can't you, remember. I can't remember the last time that they were trailing this much in the Bundesliga. I mean, they're eight points behind right now. I think is what. Yeah, it is. which and, is. Uh, I mean, it's kind of feel good because like I didn't really want Bayern to like win because of how well Leverkusen's doing, and like it's a crazy story. But yeah, <laughs> it's tough for a club of that magnitude with such great history. But yeah. they bit off way too much with the amount of co- coaches changes um the past mm-hmm. few years that's what three three in the last four years or something like that from flick to Nagelsmann yeah. to yeah. Tuchel now I want to I want to say for any Chelsea fans trying to feel good about themselves because he's doing bad at Bayern I think it was one of the biggest mistakes for them to let go of him because he was doing so well at that club I don't think the thing the how it's going at Bayern is completely on him I think it's also like he was thrust into a situation and there's a lot of pressure that comes with a club like Bayern. Now he's a lot of the blame does kind of fall on him, but yeah, he should have stayed at Chelsea and I think they could have done great things, but I have to say the only thing I point out is that while maybe it wasn't worth fire him and I love Tuchel, he was actually pro- like other than Mount, he was my favorite, like kind of like soccer person i followed he was so much fun to watch in interviews he, his energy on the bench was so much fun i just like love soccer and chelsea because of him mostly too and it, it i was very sad to see him go at the same time though like his last six months in charge it was a lot of this with tambo commented low shots on goal like we had no attack towards the end of his time there which only got worse when he left so i'm not saying that he was like deserved to be fired because i think that there was a lot of problems going on weren't recruiting the right players, signing Sterling and Kukurea and Aubameyang. Like, I don't know if that's Tuchel's doing or the ownership's doing. Whatever it was, it didn't work at all. And it just kind of all fell apart because of that. But he, he did have a lot of, like, very low shots on goal, defensive games. And in the end, it's like if you can't score and you kind of have some defensive lapses, you get exposed really fast. And I think that's what's happening right now, which, which is crazy because Harry Kane is on Bayern Munich now. I think that's yeah. the number one like kind of X factor here. It's like you have one of the best forwards of the last like decade and you're not scoring goals. Yeah. I, I would say though, one of my biggest pet peeves is straight, like going, it's only the coach's fault because if you watch Bayern, some of the defending is horrific. Like, I don't understand like how at that level you can like make mistakes like that. And he, it's not his fault. Like what are you supposed to do? Like coach defending at that level. But, um, and the blame always naturally falls on the coach. So yeah. it, it's rough. And I think they're, I don't know what they're going to do because it's a bad look either way for the club, because if they get another coach, it's just going to increase like the turmoil. But if they keep him, I'm sure the fans aren't going to be happy. So well, it, it's, it's a Chelsea situation with the Bundesliga, you know, like eight points behind the lead for Bayern is kind of like the same deal with Ch- maybe Chelsea situations worse, obviously being mid table, but I'm just saying, like, the relative feeling in the club is the same, where it's like you're severely underperforming, and you, like you say, you point to the coach. Um, yeah. And I, I will say, and we'll move on here in a second, everyone. I know we've kind of went on this for a little bit, <laughs> but but being Harry Kane, who hasn't won a trophy in his so career, like, the one sure place you can go to win a trophy is Bayern, is Bayern Munich because you've won 10 straight, 11 straight league titles, whatever it's been and can win in those German Cups and can compete in the Champions League, and literally there's a good chance that they won't win a trophy this year when he goes there. It's insane. It's yeah. really crazy. you got to go like an African shaman or something to like get all the, the bad juju out of him because there's something, something he's cursed. 
I know, man. It's really wild. Um, okay, I'm going to bring up my last card here, which this card is now selling for way more than it has when in his time with Milwaukee, I'm sure, other than maybe the Cy Young year. Um, but Corbin Burns 2016 Bowman Draft Orange First Refractor PSA 9. Now, I want to bring this up specifically because it has sold a few times in the last like year, so it's not like that we haven't seen this card sell. But he did not have autographs uh, in 2016 um, for his first Bowman. He did not have autographs in 2017, the year after his first Bowman. And he finally got them in, in the 2018 Bowman cycle. So it took two, three full cycles until he finally got an autograph card, which in my opinion should always make these actual first logo cards because he doesn't have a first on his auto. These actual first logo cards should be way more valuable than they seem to be when they don't get an autograph for a while. I think this is a steal for someone who wants to bank on the Orioles being one of the best teams that MLB once again, but you add in a previous Cy Young winner into their, into that rotation, which was the weakest link on the team. I, for one, will be cheering for the Orioles all year. I will be cheering for Corbin Burns all year, other than when the Brewers, if we do play them at all throughout the year. Um, I loved Corbin. And I am kind of sad he got traded at the same time. I do recognize that as a small market team, we can't spend $35 million on a starting pitcher per year. It just does not work. It does not happen, and it will not happen um, as long as we have an owner who doesn't want to shell out that big of a contract, which I can't really blame him, honestly. Ever since the Cy Young, he's actually hasn't been as good to, um, you know, kind of shaking the postseason. A lot of six, seven earned run starts this past year, which is maybe uncharacteristic, maybe also just pressures getting to him with his contract year coming up. We'll see if he has a massive year. You know, players rise to the occasion when it's time to get paid. As we know, you know, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. I do expect him to have a monster year. I actually think he'll contend for AL Cy Young and I want him to win it. I've got a couple of cards left over that I wouldn't mind selling too into his, you know, maybe second Cy Young performance. So um will be fun to watch him this year. But I just think that this card in general is a great card. And and when they don't have those autographs on their first Bowmans, you should try to get them if you can, because I do think they're generally undervalued. Um, and that's not just for Burns. I'm saying that's for any player that doesn't have an autograph with their first Bowman. Welcome or thanks for watching my TED talk. I'm I'm done now. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty pretty educational. I can't lie. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for that. And uh, we are into the second round of or yeah, second round of extended bidding now. So I'll flip back to the screen. We do have a segment coming back tonight for the first time in probably like a month, which is Who Be Buying by Julian. But before we get into that, we have a brief intermission because this Stroud Kaboom actually did sell. It did not get a bid in the first window. I am a little shocked by that, and that's seventeen thousand four hundred dollars. That is a crazy amount of money, so maybe I'm not as shocked at, as I should be. But at the same time, when you look at Joe Burrow selling for 25 grand, um, I, I honestly think that at this point in time, without the injuries and stuff like that, and with the Texans being on the rise and Bengals, you know, maybe losing some players with the high contracts coming to chase and such like that, um, you know, I, I'm I thought that get closer to what the Burrow sold for. But Julian, uh, without further ado, let's send it into your. Who be buying segment, and then we will start to cover the extended bidding closes uh, after that. Okay, we're we're giving a little a little little taste of who be buying. Nothing too crazy. We got two cards. Okay. Um, actually, no. There's potential for a third. I did I did save another. But all right. Um, uh, first one. This is outrageous. We got a Jalen Duran 2022 National Treasures logo man out of five. Yeah, out of five. Which I'm not a fan that it's out of five. It's sold. How do you spell his name? D U R E N. Oh, okay. I put an A in there. I was going to say it should have popped up anyways. Oh, gosh dang it. Sorry. I just totally botched that. 
That's okay. All right. Ooh, wow. What in the world? Yeah, exactly. I saw this. Okay. The the guy is he's he's decent. He's not nothing crazy. He's averaging 14 points three games. So like good player out of five. Now, Aaron, read us the back of the card. All right, I gotta zoom way in here. Uh, it says the enclosed officially licensed material is not associated with any specific player, game, or event. Okay, that's so, even that's even worse. It says player. Yeah. So normally it doesn't. That, go ahead. Go ahead. Saying there's like no shot that he's probably <laughs> even ever touched this. Um, I, I mean the guy's like, unless you're like super in NBA, you probably haven't heard of him. But five, nearly five thousand dollars. I mean, I was just like. Am I reading something wrong? Like, did, did, did I miss something? Because So, so Jalen Dern is definitely one of the young up-and-coming centers in the NBA. 14 points per game, 12 rebounds per game at 20 years old. However, caveat, he's on the Pistons. And number two, he's a center. Literally, Carl Anthony Towns has been one of the best offensive centers ever. And his stuff doesn't even pull this much, probably. Well, exactly. So that, that's another <laughs> huge point, is that centers in particular do not bring in very much money. And like for this amount, you could buy such a nice card of a top player, and I was just baffled. I am also baffled by if you that had sale. to choose a card that like represents who we buying, it would be this card. You think this is the top who we buying card we've ever had? Probably. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I can top this. There's been a lot of them, but wow. Um, brief sidebar before getting into your next card. Did you see this Brock Purdy card? I'm sure you did. The one of one uh, collegiate card. Yes. Um, no, it was out of four. You mean the uh, one with the nasty patch? Yeah, sorry. It wasn't a one-of-one. One. Uh, shoot. Yeah, I do mean the one with the nasty patch. And if you looked at that, I'm not, like, super sure that this is on actually game-issue jerseys. It says original collegiate license product. Maybe it does. Maybe it I is. Think, and I think it might be on the inside. Yeah, that looks like the outside of the tag, honestly, to me. But... Like that just screams to me like a, a, a something you put out when you sell it, you know, and and maybe maybe it's not maybe he did wear oh, this at yeah, some point in time. This, yeah, I'd be I I know, but it, it's just it's hard to know for sure. And I I I do wish that there was some more verbiage that goes in these cards a lot of time. And Panini has started to do it with some of the high end cards, like even when we see them in the Kittle and Purdy example, where like they split up two players to to comment on it, but. Uh, Either way, moving. I don't want to see her shine. It's just a card that I thought about when he brought up the non-license. Yeah, thing. I mean, it's a, it's a good one. I saw it when it's super sick, but yeah. Highly okay. suspicious. Um, next one. I I Aaron already saw this one a little bit because I texted him about it. J, uh, sorry, I was going to say Jalen Hurts. Justin Fields 2021 Origins uh, gold out of 10, which was uh, quite – it's old, but quite a puzzling card because once he scrolls to it, yeah, I got to get there. No pressure. There it is. <laughs> okay, so number one, not a big Justin Fields fan. I don't think I have to get into that because I've talked about it multiple times. But number two is I'm looking at this patch, and I'm like, there's no way this came from his jersey or even a jersey that had Fields on it because I was looking at it, and I'm like, that's an O for sure on the right. On the left, I was like, okay, I don't know exactly what it is, but you know, Aaron knows his stuff. So he said it's probably – the rookie nameplate upside down. So it's the O and the K, um, which number one, I was like, if it's not associated or anything, why wouldn't you just put it like a patch that says fields or something like that? But it was probably such a quick turnaround that they just put like rookie on it. But like, 
I was just like, this is just not a group. In in general, like I wouldn't want a card like this because you know it's not associated and it just has it's rookie. So we'll go back to the marking room picture. I have to say, guys, this has been happening forever with both Tops and Panini and the way that they run their rookie premieres and such like that. They try to get as much material out of material out of the event as possible. So number 80, number 88 is used a lot of time because it's the biggest patches that you can put on a jersey. And then, yeah, they do, they do this pretty quickly after the draft. And don't get me wrong, they could easily spin up some jerseys with the name on them in that amount of time. I know I pointed that out. That is a quick turn, which is true. They still could. It's just like there's ways they, that they feel like they, they can get around they, it. They, they even print them, I think, now at the actual draft themselves. They have their names on them. I've seen them like do like a fast thing to, to do it or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, in the end, this has been happening for both companies at different points in time. Um, previously with Tops when they did football. Um, but yeah, this is definitely from a rookie nameplate. I, I can't stand cards like this. I, I, I really think that it just diminishes like what, what this type of card is supposed to be about. In my opinion, don't make this card. You know, like, just don't, just don't make it. Like, why do we, like, we don't yeah. need this. I think there's something you can do that that's in between. Um, shoot. I rather even have something that's, I don't know. Like, I think it'd be cool to have like part of the draft paperwork that's in the car. I know they've done that with the, uh, they've done that with the uh, champions league name draw. Now they, they started to do some cards like that, some redemptions like that. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I, it's just not for me, and and it's one hundred and six dollars, so it's not as crazy, I think, as your Jalen Duran, but still something. No, yeah, <laughs> no, the, yeah, the price isn't crazy, but the funny thing is, the first thing that came to my head, which I wish was true, because I would have gone crazy, is that they they took a Mitch Trubisky and put the ten <laughs> because like they're like, oh, we got these jerseys at like a Dick Sporting Goods that we got to do something with. I just kind of want to run with that story, even though it's probably not true. Um, I, I think what's funny is that like it, it actually does look like that, but in the same time, um, I know that the O's that they use in these jerseys are very tight together to where they can look like zeros. I think that's a more likely situation. I would doubt that and the they ten, would. the 10 would be like massive. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think that their numbers would even necessarily look like that, but either way, I think it's funny. Um, uh, we can do one more. One yeah. that uh, aesthetically very not appealing. There was a LeBron James hoops presentations BGS nine. People go nuts for these cards, man. Really? I was yeah. like, what is this? Yeah, I mean, I don't in particularly go Ooh. nuts. Did it sell? Hit it sell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's kind of funny. It's all these sold in the first window. <laughs> um, okay. Uh oh, there's so many LeBron cards on there. Right there but, uh, one second. It keeps on resetting every single time I research something. Um, oh, nice prism green sold tonight. Wait, so for $86? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely went about this very poorly. Give me a second. What's it? Hoops or uh, aspirations? Presentations. Oh, gosh. I'm just botching this, everyone. That's okay. No one's watching. And then it doesn't read my N. There, there we, we go. go. Okay. okay. This card is just ugly i'm sorry you, i'm sorry apologies for anybody who likes this card or if you bought it but i i just can't like why did they did someone come up with it and say like that's fire let's let's print that okay. especially with like the gr like grainy static like type like border oh man Ugh. so if you gave him a little bit of a bigger beard i think that this looks a lot like a cartoon character we know Cartoon animated character, we know. 
bigger beard? Yeah. I don't know if you're gonna get no I'm not even gonna guess because it's gonna it would make me look really bad, but <laughs> Uncle Aaron, bro. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uncle Aaron, they got the he same does. facial hair there too. He does. I actually when I saw this card, I'm like, bro, this looks like Uncle Aaron when he thinks that or when he finds out that uh Miles is uh you know Spider-Man. Yeah. So I actually think for that reason, I kind of find it cool because he's he's got the purple there too, like Aaron. But hey, I agree. I think that's a very kind of interesting yeah. type of card. Weird design, but that's yeah, just me. No. Real music likes it though, it looks like. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to offend anybody if you like this card. It's just a personal opinion. But I had to throw in one where I was like, I saw the card and I was just not a fan of how it looked. Also, they're definitely hitting 200 points the East in this game, and they're absolutely destroying the West, by the way. It's 192 to 170 right now, and I saw all these tweets before the game. This West team is the best all-star team of all time. Um, I think Dame is for sure going for this MVP right now. Dang, he's bricked. Um, but, yeah, uh, pretty interesting card. Uh, all right, is that it? That is it. Now, this, when I talk about adding one-of-ones and stuff like that, this is the one that I'm not really crazy about. Adding the explosive, which is pretty much a kaboom, just called an explosive. It's got the same exact design. Um, I'm not crazy about this one. It's sold for $4,000. Um, to me, this kind of seems like the value that almost uh, the actual kaboom Bryce Young one-of-one should maybe like, be worth, but dude, I know it'd be it worth like more. flying cauliflower or something? Like, what the heck is that? <laughs> it looks like popcorn. No, I think it's like you're like a cartoon, like you're like breaking through like a, you know, like a wall or whatever like that. Um, but yeah. I've never, it, I've never seen it look like that. The one on the right looks like a mushroom. <laughs> it kind of does. It did sell for what, $4,000 or whatever. Hey, I'm yeah. surprised you didn't include I your had it on, I had it on my list. It was, it was. I was debating putting it in, um, but yeah, I love the love the card. Twenty seventeen select, criminally undervalued for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, a nice card. And uh, this is a wild one to me. I know at the time Brady craze was uh, was high levels up there, but uh, this is the non-auto. To me, the autos matter a lot, even if it is photoshopped. As people say, even if it is. Not actually a rookie card. I think the autographs, anytime you're talking about an on-card Tom Brady auto, it'll be sought after. But in the end, this one is a non-auto. And uh, at $6,000 plus, it just seems a little crazy um, yeah. to me. But uh, that's just my personal opinion, yeah. obviously. Once again, I'll, I'll say I, I do really like the way that card looks. So the prices, like you mentioned, are a little over the top. But uh, I do like the way that card looks. And I'll throw in... There's jog my memory a little bit. I'm surprised you didn't throw in a Jordan Love card there. I was thinking about putting in that uh that optic contenders uh you're saying so into the rare ones, the green, green pull or whatever. Yeah, it's a pretty cool card, I thought. Yeah. And then this the Sabrina I kind of was thinking about, especially this is the perfect time to sell this. Whoever I applaud the seller on this one because Sabrina's all in the news with that three-point contest. Um I mean, she's up against Steph Curry, who's the greatest shooter of all time. And she got 26, which tied Damian Lillard for yeah. the actual three-point contest. And I, I was very impressed, especially when you consider she shoot like the three-point line for the WNBA is closer to the basket. So do you know how close it is? I actually looked it up. How much closer it is? I don't know. It's it's a pretty wide margin. It's a foot and eight inches, I think. It's not like six inches, a foot and eight inches. So yeah, like just, that. She's automatic. Yeah. But Dude, sweet looking card. Whoever decided to sell this now is 
Um, very, very well timed. And um, a lot of these women's basketball cards are on the come up. I, I have to give credit to that Caitlin Clark super fracture because brought a lot of eyes on that aspect of the, the market and there's a ton of great players. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I don't know the sales history, but that's a pretty strong sale. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, this right here, I was actually going to bring it up is, you know, I wonder like, Hey, what would happen if she actually won last night? Um, I think this would be something for more than it is right now, but yeah. And she did amazing, by the way. Like, I think that a lot of people are ragging on Kenny, uh, Kenny Smith because he was, I don't know if you saw those videos of him and stuff. And people were saying he, had, he was a little under the influence. I wouldn't doubt it, man. That guy was saying some uh, pocket stuff last yeah. night. And I, I saw this hilarious tweet where it was like, when Kenny Smith was in the dunk contest, this was one of his dunks. He literally, like, do you see the dunk? No. He, like, bounced it off the ground and then grabbed the rim to hold it while he grabbed the ball and then put it in. It was so bad. And he was, like, Dude, chirping all these guys. The amount of memes I've oh seen my gosh. from, like, last night's uh, festivities is – it's hilarious. So funny. So, East just scored 211 points in this game, and Dame just hit another half-court three. Ended with 39 points, but Tyrese Hyber went 10 for 14 from three, and Dame was 11 for 23. But Dame was shooting like half court shots out there, so I don't know. Oh my gosh, yo, dude, Jokic is so unathletic. He, dude, I, don't I, love, I love Jokic. And the one thing outside of like my Bulls fandom, the one thing I want for the NBA, a Luka and Jokic team up on a team, dude. I love their chemistry. It's hilarious, and they would just. Be- <laughs> They were actually doing some like of that kind of like unathletic stuff together today, where it's like yeah, they're both yeah. going up with these like really like lame lamps and stuff. And then they actually play into it a little bit too, which is fun. But um, I'm I'm like uh, a little shocked at actually how unathletic he is. Though. Like he literally can't even get up to do something that's more than just a, a rim grazing dunk, which is like like kind of my heyday was like I could do a little bit even better than what he's doing probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, as for the Sabrina, it is going to close right now. Um, over $2,100, and this card sold for, I believe, it's $2,000 and $2,000. Um, and uh, so I, I I do think that uh, this maybe isn't as much as I was expecting. I thought it could have done upwards of maybe 2.5 with her winning the three-point thing against Steph. But in the end, I mean, still a great sale because this is either holding value or even gaining a little bit of value from the two sales that happened in early 2023. And sometimes buying some of those one of ones on, before grading, even then auctioning, it just doesn't always go amazingly. And I've had some personal experience with that, so yeah. I think it's doing actually quite well for 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 uh, um, the circumstances. And also, as John Wynn's only at 125 right now, I still think that that's a great deal for someone who goes in and grabs that. Um, but a great card. Could, could you go back up real quick? I, I want to see that Kaminga. Yeah, Dude, this seems crazy to me. Like I, I know he's a good player, but like. I don't know that year. The Crown Royale that year, kabooms. I'm not the like. The, I'm not, not crazy. The it's fan so busy. It's yeah, so busy. There's too much going on. I know Kaminga's good, but like that seems like a lot of money. Like I'm sure you could buy some like really. I need to compare other Kaminga cards, but I was pretty shocked when I saw this, and it was over a thousand dollars when I checked. So I'm um, shocked by that too. And I heard, I think it was it Draymond Green or someone saying that like he's like, oh, Kaminga's now the our second option on the team. Which I think is like kind of disrespectful to Clay Thompson, even with everything that's happening to Clay Thompson, with the, you know, him turning. What do you do? He like turned the ball over at the end of the game and was missing a lot of shots. But Clay came out and hit 36 points the next game off the bench or 35. 
But like Kaminga had a couple nice games like in January or the last month where he had like 26, 29 points. But the last three games, he had like 13, 13, 14 points. Like he's a nice player. Don't get me wrong. But at the same yeah, time, exactly. like I, I, I hear what Julian's saying. Like if you're spending $1,500 on a Kaboom where it wasn't like really like a, Yeah. Can you buy an NTRPA for that? There's a one out of out of 75 that sold for 1400 Yeah, I'm not crazy about like the 75s, but at the same time, it is like, yo, like that's still an on-card auto. That's you know, auto. you can find the kabooms in, in pretty solid uh, pretty solid rate, I feel like, for those some of those years. I need to see who wins this MVP. I'd be shocked if they gave it to – didn't give it to Tyrese, but with him being at home. Uh, RPA out of five did sixteen twenty five. Now, if only Dame could play like that for the Bucks. I think that he would. Okay, so have you heard about like second half Dame? No, have you? No, no, I'm serious. He has been bad this, to start this year. Have you heard about second half Dame though? No. In the few games I've watched though, but this, I haven't watched really much since Doc took over, but he wasn't ever really getting the ball in the so, fourth quarter when I was I th- watching. I think that's a problem is that when he was at his best this year, he was dominating the fourth quarters. Like where. Oh, this is so funny. Giannis's kids are on the court. Giannis cracks me up. I know, he put on he Shaq's is. jacket last night. I don't know. That if you was saw so that. funny. I saw him take the jacket from. Him. All right, I'm trying to find some important stats here. Here we go. Sorry, well, give me one second. I think it was like one. Uh. Last year he scored 35, 35 points per game after the All Star break though. Like that would that's insane numbers. Yeah. So that we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna score 35 points a game this year, given that uh obviously it's it's not just his team, but there is something to be said for when Dame's at his best, he's like he's the ball dominant player. And Giannis has also been the ball dominant player for the, all these years now with the Bucs. So it is kind of a struggle right now, I think, because of that. We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, and my question is, I'm no, I'm no NBA coach, but I feel like one of the most unstoppable, like plays in the league is just a Dame Giannis pick and roll, pick and pop. Like, like what are you supposed to do there? The guy tries to follow Dame. He he either takes the shot or he drives. If they switch, you got a mismatch with Giannis. And and, and I think what's even more impressive is when you consider that you have one of the highest percentage three-point shooters in the league with Malik Beasley on spot threes. I I don't understand. I think that we'll see a big change after the All-Star break with the Bucs. I think that this was a very tough – oh, nice, Dame won. They're booing so – dude, they're booing so badly there. Over Tyrese? Yeah. And it's in Indiana. Yeah, but he he did score 39 points and he hit, like, multiple half-court shots. But still, Tyrese hit 10 threes. I mean, Dame had 11, but he did shoot a few more. Yeah. That's rigged. They're Especially booing. They're movie. booing him like crazy. With it being in Indiana, they had to have known that was going to happen. Okay, but at the same time, it's like you can't just give it to him because it's in Indiana. But it was that close where like you should. Yeah, it it was close, and he he had a way better percentage. So like I understand, I get it why he probably should have gotten it. Yeah, got to give it to the our Wisconsin guy. Wait. Boom. <laughs> he he was just like I get it. He's like I'm in his hometown. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I'm glad him and Giannis both are an all-star game MVP to his name. 
or to their names big time. All right, he's walking here. away with two two trophies. He is back to back for the first time since 2007 in the uh, three point contest too, which is I didn't even know who that guy was actually. Who, who? won it back, to, dude? <laughs> um, I'll tell you. It's a little before my time, but uh, here we go. Uh, Jason Capono. I've heard his name. I think maybe once or twice, but like, what has Jason Capono done? I have no idea. I'm not saying. It sounds like a mobster. <laughs> you think like Al Capone or something? <laughs> um. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, though, that thing's over pushing over $4,000 right now, which is more than I was expecting, Julian. Uh, definitely. And I think it's an amazing card. Those 2007 selects are actually some of the best soccer 17. cards. For, I think, did I say, what did I say? 2007. Oh, 2000, I'm still thinking about Capono. Uh, 2017 Ronaldo uh, Gold Auto sold for like 12 grand back in 2021, but that was 2021. So I still feel like, given what we've seen happen with this market, where like that immaculate boot one of one, Sold for like a really cheap amount. Like this does feel like a pretty Strong good sale, sale right here. Strong sale. And right next to you have a Pele, uh, PSA 2.5 rookie, which I'm not like super well versed in the vintage sales. So uh, an interesting one, but also a Mike Trout, which is considered as rookie patch autograph. But let's remember uh, Mike Trout was a rookie in 2011. So to me, not as uh, not as uh, special, but that's just my opinion. Um, there's also Ronaldo PSA six rookie. You got the Pikachu, yes. uh, the Pikachu costume cards, which is basically where they got the stitching costume cards from for the Disney yes. Chrome set. Um, and this is at two thousand dollars the Gyarados uh, uh, costume. There's speaking of, did you track the Disney sales tonight? Yeah, the no, I just did the the Oswald Rabbit sold for one. Did you get it? No, no, no. Okay, I was wondering if you're gonna go for it. Um, it's probably you know about like a. 60 70 raw card yeah um, it, it, the oswald doesn't sell that well just because there's not that many people you know know who yeah. he is and stuff and i know he was the first uh disney character but at the same time is like how many of us actually watched a cartoon with oswald probably not many of us um yeah. unless you were you know a fan of the older cartoons it's, it's and, hilarious though even though it's not the oh i know it. i i was wondering if you saw it because i do think that card is super funny it's oh, uh from the, from the vice shot set but uh yeah, I think it's I think it's a hilarious stitch card. I think you got the Donald Purple PSA ten right there. There's a Gaston. There's, there's a self portrait of me. The Gaston. Have you ever seen Beauty and the Beast? No. Uh, I was gonna say you, you might. Hey, you, guy, is he? No, he's he's like the villain in there, but basically he's just like this super cocky guy, and he's got like this sidekick that just hypes him up like everywhere they go and stuff like that. So I I actually kind of find it funny you refer to him yourself as him. This is an impressive sale, though. A Tomato Refractor PSA 10 at $75 for a non-numbered card. I mean, honestly, it's kind of is a shocking sale given that the Don did 77 for the purple. I would think that this the Don would sell for way more. And I do have some updates for some cards I won personally in a second here, which I'm very happy about. There were some uh, pinks that sold as well, uh, so a blue Wade Ripple. But these two I was eyeing all day today. Julian will claim he saw them first before me, which is – True, he did see him, but I I pointed out to I'm him. I'm very jealous about this. I I'm don't even so, want to know how much you picked. So him up excited for. about this. I know I know that Formula One cards have been on a decline a lot recently, and these probably have declined a lot since last season. But I still feel like I got a pretty awesome deal here. I got the red Monza PSA nine for eight seventy, and I got the United States GP Red Eye five PSA ten for five hundred four, um, which. I think it matches the raw sale from last October. So once again, I understand that F1 is a little bit on the decline. However, I will point out that this is the first year that they ever did these Art Du Grand Prix inserts. 
um, where it features a historic track, which Monza is one of the most historic tracks of all time. And then the USGP, I think, just means a lot because this is the longest run um, uh, US, United States currently uh, Grand Prix with Miami and, and Vegas being new entrants. Um, so that's a sweet one. And the, remember, there's only five of these in each year's set. And these are red or red off five. There's only 25 possible reds you can get. And I have got uh, two of the 25 now between How does he keep getting away with this? So I'm extremely excited about this. You got to go for all the reds now. It just, you have to. It's so I, I, If I can find them, I will. I'll actually save searches everywhere for them because I do think that'd be such an awesome set. So um, I oh. also want to point out that I, I, just a Formula One take in general, while I know a lot of people have stopped watching because of the lack of competition with Verstappen and Red Bull, I think that this year we might see not the competition that we all want to see as fans, but I think by 2025, with Lewis at Ferrari, <coughs> excuse me, with Lewis at Ferrari, with Lando and Oscar being older and McLaren developing further, I think we could see a three-headed race between Red Bull, McLaren, and Ferrari, which would be a great season. And I'm not saying these cards will just magically like three times in value just because, but these are kind of cards that aren't exactly tied to anything more than just Formula One as a popular sport. It's not tied to a specific driver. We know that Monza will be around for just about forever. We pretty much know that the USGP and Austin will be around for forever since why would they ever stop that with the amount of fans now? And uh, I think they're just awesome cards that have got a piece of F1 history that's not just, oh, is it 2020 Chrome? Is it 2020 Dynasty? I love these cards. I've been a huge fan of them since the start. I finally had my first ones, and I'll take the Reds off five combined for under 1,500. Pretty awesome set, in my opinion. And then... We have got the giveaway here, which actually is modeled after the older Gala or Gala cards. Um, this is the uh, the PSA nine um, Evan Mobley here for we got for fifteen bucks. But I'm going to give it away tonight. I think he's been injured for a lot of this season. This is actually from Chronicles Draft too, which is probably why it's not a more expensive card. But uh, I still think they're really cool looking cards, and thought it'd be a fun one to give away. So I snagged that on giveaway for someone here tonight, which we'll start here pretty soon as we're. Shockingly, Ari, almost at 10 p.m. We think we've been doing so much talking. And uh, if anyone has any thoughts on tonight's episode, please let us know. I, I feel like we've been taking up all the airwaves here. Um, I know that Cody was dropping some comments, but we've just been going back and forth here. You know, uh, well, if anyone wants to comment, we can also talk about that. But there was a card that I was watching that potentially I was going to buy as a flyer. There was um, a Damian Pierce midnight Tre- national treasures out of i 20. saw it super sweet card i love these midnights and i was like this is just dirt cheap like i know he had a pretty bad season but you never know with these guys like if he had even like a little bit of hype or like a good game next season this card will jump so i was <laughs> i was considering it doesn't say you know it could go from a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars in about half a second yeah um, he is only 24 years old, and I think he did he get hurt this year? He got hurt, yeah. But also he got hurt, and then Devin Singletary just was doing really well, so he kind of took the lead back position. I yeah. had Damian Pierce on my fantasy team his rookie season, and he was doing crazy stuff, but 93 bucks for a, a midnight. Um I, I was very close. I probably should have done it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty cheap. Um, all right, so we've got uh, how many cards? There's probably still a decent chunk of cards ending tonight as we do approach. Now we're at the one minute window, so good luck, everyone, from here on out. Hope you, oh wow, that De Bruyne is and I know that you know, obviously, 2017 Chrome is a uh, is a is a huge saw after set, 
we know that first ever tops chrome soccer and stuff like that from a Champions League perspective. Gold out of fifty is at six twenty five, and and as we know, City uh, is a much different animal at the Bruyne at the helm versus him out. Although Chelsea still gets the draw this weekend, which I love to see. Um, but yeah, what a huge card right there! It's over seven hundred dollars. I feel like that that is still a pretty high sale though overall. Definitely. Uh, Hector says negative take hard to for me to follow F one of cars and not drivers decide most races. Um, that's fair enough, you know, to say, but I think that there will be a time where we do see more of the even playing field, although it hasn't been these last two years. Remember, we were still only three years removed from one of the best 1v1 battles we've seen, at least in recent memory, um, happening in F1 with Lewis versus Max in 2021. That was a, a year of who 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 is better that given day and who who doesn't make mistakes. And I think that's peak F1 from a viewership perspective is, can can any group of six drivers win a race on a day? And I think that if we can get to that, I think that, you know, it'll kind of switch everyone's perspective. But I can't disagree with people who kind of fell out of the sport because of it. Who wants to watch the same team win every weekend other than one guy, Carlos Sainz, who got a win last year because I think Max started in 15th position that week or something like that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I would say I agree as well. It's a fair, fair take, but as much as I don't like Max, you have to admit he's just a, a fantastic driver. I think he would be still extremely dominant if he was in like a Ferrari or Mercedes, um, even a McLaren. But the car, it's just different compared to like the past couple of years because he's just so far ahead that you can't say like it's only him. So I'm hoping it's a little bit more competitive. But that's why I was watching the I was watching the races for the like the p- mid pack of the. The group. Because I agree. At at that point, it's like the cars are so similar that you can see the better drivers, like Alex Albon, fantastic driver in a Williams. Yeah, I agree, and it is. And for people who actually do really enjoy F one, that is kind of like the prime of the races now, which is sad to say. But at the same time, it's like it, you kind of got to find something to to find competition and to at least find it exciting. And I kind of knew every single race I was going into that uh, that Max was going to win, but it's still fun for me to watch. And hey. I guess I was right. Over $2,000 on the Chris Evans. It's actually the most expensive card that is remaining in the auction. Rarity does that. I'm telling you, if people realize that a card is rare and it doesn't pop up very often and it hits auction, you know, it can do some crazy things. And I think that this still has a chance to get to 3K. Um, everybody did not start the comments for giveaways, but since people are starting to put ones, if you already dropped the number one, you got to re-put the number one. You got to get underneath that line. What are you doing, man? Yeah, so Jay, Jay, well, actually Jay started a while ago, but... Jay Silky Mitt, Peg Junk, please re-comment your number ones underneath that line, and uh, we'll sh- make sure you can get into the giveaway if you do that. Um, we'll leave this open until 10.05 Central Time, so make sure to race those number ones into the chat. I don't think there's too many cards that are left remaining in this auction. Um, I have to give the page a refresh here, but uh, this should be ending pretty soon here, everyone. I hope everyone's had a fun time tonight. Looks like we had a decent amount of viewers, but uh, I guess maybe everyone... Class was in session with the uh, rare card discussion because there wasn't too many comments throughout the show, but I had a great time tonight. I think it was fun looking at these cards from a maybe a little bit different perspective, and I was pretty locked in trying to win these uh, these Formula One Reds over here. I was actually shocked that the USGP one ended as early as it did. Um, yeah. But yeah, that one's at 2200 right now with not even buyer's premium added in. I mean, that is good. I think that it hits $3,000, maybe even more. Um, yeah. Aaron, to I, me, have a, I have a really yeah. weird feeling. I feel like you're going to guess the correct name today. I don't Why? Know, I just have a weird feeling. 
Oh, you because th you think I'm on a roll right now because I've had good cards for my thing. I won the USGP. Uh, no, they don't flatter yourself. I just do. It's a random weird feeling. <laughs> okay, it's not because I'm absolutely dominating no, this no, episode. No, okay, it's, okay. It's random. <laughs> just give me our time. <laughs> Birder's backyard is back, and I feel like ever since we bought those bird cards, Birder's backyard popped up. Yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> um, but uh, we are pretty close. So only 24 items left in the auction. I'm gonna start to get these uh giveaway entrance picked up here it is for the evan mobley card um i don't when was the last time he played i think he actually might be back now um he has a pretty yeah he is back he had some pretty huge game recently but the Cavs have had a really yeah, his first game back or one of his first games back he had 28 points 10 rebounds three for three from three um his stuff has dropped a lot with injury so kind of interesting name to watch out for Spud Webb's 360 dunk was sick. I agree. Spud Webb, uh, what a great dunker. He was also, like, very short. He, yeah, he is tiny, yeah. All right, man, I think we're down to under 24 items left now, Julian. What what car are you picking here to go the, go the distance? Go with the Anakin Solo. All right, I'm taking the sign Mewtwo. The sign Mewtwo here. Um, Where's the Anakin Solo? What are you talking about? 115. Oh. From 1996, like Top's Finest. Wow, really wild card there. I don't know seven refractor ten. Solo though. Um, I don't. What does the back say? Who who's Anakin Solo? Did they just combine the names? Yeah, I'm kind of confused too. Youngest child of Han Solo. Wait. Huh. Well, I guess that technically, because I know there's Ben Solo who is like the the big bad. Wait, they never met. Okay, so they must have just absolutely cut this from like. I don't. I'm kind of confused right now. I guess in general, I don't really understand. I I'm not all up on the Star Wars like I'm sure some people I mean, are. I I'm not like huge in Star Wars, but I know the characters. I th I saw it. Not kind of assumed it was just like it was Anakin and so like Han Solo both in the same card or something, but. They talked about Ben Solo, and I would have thought they would have mentioned another brother if they were around in that universe, but huh. It's it's in books before Disney bought and wiped the expanded universe. Okay, I kind of assumed that was probably like just rewritten, but that's kind of sick. They should have included that. So I think that you are, I, I don't really understand. Honestly, my brain can't process that right now because like Anakin Skywalker was luke's dad so yeah that wouldn't really make any sense that's like oh i guess that that's like a anakin's grandkid then or no yeah know. it is his grandkid because because yeah. leia is his daughter yep but how is that it said that that's leia and han solo's kid okay so it's wasn't Oh, because Luke is the is Leia's yeah. brother. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. This makes sense now. Got it. Yeah, I never heard of that before. I got you. Now that makes sense. Yeah, I never read any That's of the winning card right there. <laughs> it is cool, man. It's cool, no doubt about that. It's it's also interesting because I I do feel like it's one that uh, 
not many would actually understand, you know? So like, I don't, I didn't understand that in the slightest, obviously. And then you, you, but you find that like group of people who do understand and that's probably like a really cool card to them knowing like that. It's like a very like, kind of like rare thing that maybe not many people understand. So it's sought after. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm pulling up the giveaway thing right now. Okay, but our cards are still going here. What are we looking at here? You got a bit. I do not. Oh, let's see if you get Elimed here. No, look at how sick that is. Anakin Solo. Someone wants that. <laughs> the highest on card in this auction was the Bill Russell for twenty five grand. That is a very soft after and high end card right there. Wow. Number pieces from two thousand four. Number six. Awesome card. No. Julian's cooked. Oh no. I'm still uh I'm still on the way there. Okay, we'll do this giveaway now. So sorry, Julian. The yard got knocked out. Cool card. That didn't All right, here we go. Anyone. Three times, three times on the randomization for an Evan Mobley card. One, two. I got this. I got this. Eric D. Eric D's winning. Um, I'm gonna go with Rohit. Fourteen. Dang. God, I would. Oh, I saw that, and I'm like, real music has got a lot recently, so I feel. Yeah, like that's what I thought too. I guess it doesn't matter. Every single uh, instance is uh, mutual of itself. So uh, I guess my gut feeling is I'm hungry. That must have been the what it was. Yeah, there you go. Real music. Congratulations, real, real music. Uh, info at slabsex.com for your Evan Mobley, and let's uh, see if I can clutch up with this Mewtwo here. Um, this Elizabeth and Margaret card has been around for quite a bit. <laughs> Real music with the declaration after he gets the dub. I'm the goat. Yeah, you definitely willed your way to winning that. Oh, there's only four cards left. Oh, wait, no, there's not. There's a few more than that. That's three? And how in this in 2024? I mean, I would be shocked. I feel like we're reading off your name all the time. Maybe I should just pick Real Music every single You know what? No, don't should, do that because then he's never going to win again. I should probably start to pick the same person every single week because eventually that person will win. Because I feel like that maybe he's, there are. Some it only took him hundred. What is this nine? One hundred nine. <laughs> Tom says there is something like one hundred fifty plus Star Wars novels before Disney bought and is cherry picking what they won't want and rewriting the rest. At a huge, uh, that's a too big of a word for me. Huge <laughs> compendium. There you go, compendium on the timeline because it was super deep me. with all the books. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> it, was, it was super deep with all the books. Um, now, now, Tom, I have a question for you. Do you like how they've written the stuff, like what they selected out? But oh, I'm I'm cooked. Also, I feel like that that the reviews recently would be that the TV shows have been pretty solid, but the yeah movies obviously were trash. The newer ones. I need to catch up on my Star Wars TV shows. I've watched uh, I, have, I haven't seen I was up to date with everything until like season two of The Mandalorian, but since then I haven't I watched the book of Django Fett. I haven't watched Ahsoka. But I also didn't watch like I was a big Clone Wars fan. Like when I was a kid. Yeah, I like the actual it. like the cart or animated yeah, the, the animated show. But I never watched um what was it? The the one with Ezra. Um why am I Rebels? I never watched Rebels, which yeah. was like plays into uh, ahsoka so now everything's like you have to watch other stuff and that's where i get stuck because i'm like i don't want to watch all this stuff but yeah i need to get back into it 
I stopped the episode. I hear the shows are worth it. One Wars animated was goaded. Yeah, I heard that that was just like super good, super good TV series. Um, all right, there's only a few cards left here. Uh, Pokemon, Charizard, a Walt Disney authentic card from uh, 1940, uh, uh anime card, and then uh, one of these uh, Elizabeth and Margaret cards, which I feel like you're right. We've seen like a million of these recently. Oh, nice one. Uh, SCP-7 got the 2015 Prism Dash Schroeder Gold Op tonight. I did see that ending tonight. Any gold prism from those 20, you know, 27, 2016, 2017 and previous were nice. Even them now are nice too, but there's just so many gold different variations out now. It kind of makes it all feel not as cool. Um, but either way, that's pretty much going to be it for tonight's episode, everyone. Uh, Bill Russell is your top seller tonight, which is a really sick card right there. I'm sure that's game one, given its upper deck. And then Cody pointed out earlier that uh, upper deck does or did it right with patches. You've got the uh, CJ Stroud at 17.4. Chat card selling for a ton of money again. And uh, some other vintage cards doing some huge numbers. And a uh, Brock Purdy getting them up there as well at that gold auto at 8,000. Craving cards. I've won three total in these years. Zion Trout and Soccer Bundle been a while, but always a blast. Craven, good to see you tonight. I hope you had a fun time. I hope everyone had a fun time and uh, had a good episode here. I'm really excited about the uh, about the red uh, Formula One wins. And I might have to try to do the set, as Julian said. Only three more. Um, depending on how they pop up, it could get pricey because, you know, they ra- rarely actually ever hit auction. Maybe only a couple times now. Um, so we'll see. Maybe I'll take my time with this and don't have to rush it like I have done with some other things. Uh, maybe it'll be a fun project to look out for at card shows too. So if anyone sees the, I will refresh everyone once again. If anyone sees any of these at a show, specifically the ones that are not the jumbo box toppers, but I don't think that they make red waves in the jumbo box toppers. Um, it's the red out of five. If you see these from 2022 tops from F1A card shows, let me know. I believe that the other ones are the Barcelona Grand Prix, the uh, British Grand Prix, which is Silverstone, and then the fifth one is. Uh, uh, evading me right now, but I can figure out really quick. It is the uh, oh Zamvoort. I should have known that Zamvoort from the Netherlands. I went, that's the one I should have. I went to that race. So, uh, but a fun time all around. And congrats to uh, on uh, SCP on the Jean Bivalu. I probably butchered that name. I, I want to give it a shot because I think SCP would get some uh, amusement out of that. So, uh, thank you, Craven. Thank you, Tom, for being here. Real music. Congrats on your, on your giveaway, Julian. Thanks for being here as well. Hope you had a fun episode. I did. Thank okay, you, Barry. <laughs> of course. And hope everyone else did too. See you all in the next week, Sunday, 9.45 p.m. Eastern time.